Welcome back to the Salty Community Podcast. I am Colleen, and we are a community of people dedicated to helping you grow your personal relationship with Jesus. We emphasize the truth and foundation of Scripture and give you tools and opportunities to experience Jesus in a personal and unique way for you. The kingdom of God invites us into an interactive relationship with Him, and it is our desire and focus to help this be a reality for each person listening. The group becomes a safe place to grow into more of what the Holy Spirit has for you. Hey, this is Deanna, and in today's podcast, we are going to be talking about fruit. Now, before you get all confused, we are not talking about apples and oranges and grapes and cherries and all the things, although it is fruit season in Texas right now, and I have been enjoying all the fruits. Um, I don't know how anything can grow in this heat. There is that. It is so incredibly hot outside. I don't know how either, but I am super thankful for the places where things are growing because I do very much love the summer months Mm -hmm. for the fruit that uh, is harvested during this time that we get to eat and enjoy. Um, But what we want to talk about, instead of just talking about how yummy a fruit salad sounds right now, (laughs) we're going to talk about the fruit that our life bears. What fruit is harvested? What fruit shows up in our lives? Mm. Um, Scripture has a whole lot to say, especially the New Testament, uh, specifically Jesus, has a lot to say about the fruit of our lives. Like what kind of fruit does our life bear? And you may be thinking, mm-hmm. well, my fruit, my life doesn't bear any fruit. Well, that is not true. <laughs> Every single life bears some type of fruit. Um, and here's the thing that's really interesting about that. Sometimes I don't know that we know what kind of fruit our life is bearing because we're right in the middle of it all happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we may not know, but I can promise you the people closest to you and the people around you absolutely know the type of fruit that mm-hmm. your life is bearing because they're the ones consuming it. Um, you are probably not consuming it so much because it is just kind of how you do life. Mm-hmm. But the people around you are absolutely feeling the fruit and they can recognize it. In Matthew twelve thirty three. um, Jesus is talking about fruit, and he says, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Mm -hmm. Okay, he also wasn't talking about figs and olives and all the things that grow. He -hmm. was talking about their lives, because his very next sentence is, you brood of vipers. How can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person, out of the things, the good treasure Mm -hmm. that's stored up in them, the evil, out of his evil treasure. Hmm. So it is from the things inside of us, Mm -hmm. the things that we are connected to, the things that we give time to and attention to, and the places that we stay. Um, mentally and um, emotionally, Mm -hmm. those are the things that um, produce Mm -hmm. fruit in our lives. So the people around you will probably be the safest place to go if you're not sure about your fruit, or you can just let God speak into this space. Mm -hmm. So you may have a life that um, you have some unforgiveness going on. You have... Um, some feeling cheated or whatever, that is going to produce 
the fruit of bitterness, mm-hmm. anger, um, unhappiness, maybe depression, like all kinds of things can be produced um, because of things that we maybe don't let God deal with. Mm-hmm. So those types of fruit are going to affect the people around you. They're going to affect you. But you, we sometimes, I think, become so familiar mm-hmm. with the fruit on our lives, and it's how we do life, that we don't recognize that it's maybe out. Because I don't know that any of us, if we just were honest and we mm-hmm. maybe did a survey and walked up and down the road, well, maybe up and down the mall because it's way too hot to walk outside, <laughs> but maybe up and down the mall and said, hey, Are you hoping that your life produces good things or bad things? Mm -hmm. I can't imagine a single soul saying, I'm really hoping my life produces only bad things. Mm. Nobody's going to say that. We want our lives to bring forth good things. We Mm -hmm. want them to, uh, to be a blessing to other people and a blessing to ourselves, a blessing to our family. Yes. Um, So today we're going Mm -hmm. to focus on how do we produce not only just good fruit, Mm -hmm. because good fruit is nice, but how do we produce eternal Mm. good fruit? Mm -hmm. How do we produce fruit that lasts Mm -hmm. for eternity and tastes good to the people around us? Mm -hmm. Um, The first thing I need to tell you just straight off the bat (laughs) is you can't do it by yourself. Right. Um, You can't do it by yourself. Mm -hmm. Colleen, God gave Colleen a scripture about this. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 3, 6. Um, It's when the Corinthian church was boasting about um, who they were following or who baptized them. And they were, um, I guess it was causing probably division and divisiveness. Well, I followed, well, Apollos baptized me. Well, no, Paul baptized me. And it was almost like a competition. And, um, And Paul makes this whole explanation. And when he gets to close to the end of his explanation, he says... I planted, Apollo swatted, but God gave the increase. So it doesn't matter. It didn't matter at that point. God was the one that was um, giving the increase of what was actually the fruit. I guess Mm -hmm. you could say God was the one that was giving the increase of what was happening. Yes. But what is also very interesting (laughs) is the people that we allow to speak into our lives Mm -hmm. and have influence in our lives. Yes absolutely contribute Mm -hmm. to the type of fruit. We have to be careful who we expose Mm -hmm. um, ourselves to and our hearts to because it will find space and it definitely Mm -hmm. affects the flavor Mm -hmm. um, of of the fruit that our life produces. Yeah. I am. When you were talking in the beginning about... um, the people around you know the fruit you're producing, and you can either be producing good fruit or bad fruit. And I thought of roots. And I, I was thinking about my own life and in a situation where I'm not producing some very good fruit. And I think a lot of the time we have to find what kind of roots we've given, like what kind of roots that we've created to know why we're producing bad things, right? Because things don't grow without roots. If there's no roots, there's no life, right? So I was like calling, and just as an example in my own mind, you know, your root is pride and you're producing bitterness. You're producing um, a self-righteousness, I guess you could say. 
So my actions are completely equivalent to my roots. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So you said roots, and God just instantly <laughs> took me to Psalms. The first chapter in Psalms, mm-hmm. blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, mm. nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Remember, we're talking about who do we let speak in. Yeah. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Okay, mm. here it is, guys. He is like a tree mm. planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not prosper or does not wither. And all he does, the man, the tree, he prospers. Mm. And then drop down to verse 6. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Mm. So it is absolutely matters mm-hmm. what our roots are yes. going down into. It mm-hmm. absolutely matters uh, where we may not always be able to control where we're planted. Maybe God mm-hmm. has you right now for this season um, in a hard place. Maybe he has you in a really good place. Maybe he has you somewhere you don't want to be at all. <laughs> so we don't always get to choose, but we can absolutely choose what we allow in in that season, mm-hmm. um, what we focus on, what we um, give our attention to. Um, those are the things that are going to very much impact the fruit in our life. Mm-hmm. So this chapter talked about seasons. Mm-hmm. And um, as Colleen um, and I have both stated, it's summer in Texas right now. It is hot. Um, It is a season for lots of sweating and lots of air conditioning. Mm -hmm. But our lives have seasons, and they have seasons where things have to be pruned. Mm -hmm. They have seasons where things are really harvested, and there's, like, great harvest. Mm -hmm. We have seasons of winter, maybe, where it feels like nothing is growing and nothing is happening, but maybe rest. Yeah. is really what's mm-hmm. happening. Um, maybe it's spring in your life and God is bringing some new growth mm-hmm. and some new things in. Yeah. So there are seasons, and some of those seasons are really hard. And some of those seasons mm-hmm. are really fun. But if we understand seasons, we know that each one is necessary for the next one. We know that if we are walking with Jesus. And that is key, guys. That is key. We're going to talk about that Mm -hmm. more in a second. But as we walk with him and we trust our lives into his care, that means we also have to trust him with whatever that season is. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a season of pruning, (laughs) Colleen can tell us about that. How does that feel? (laughs) That doesn't feel good. No. It doesn't. Even, you know, and that's so crazy because pruning, even though he might take away something that's not good, it doesn't feel good. Or he can take away something that you didn't want him to take, and that feels really bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but pruning is definitely um, a cutting away, mm-hmm. and cutting doesn't feel good. No. <laughs> so this weekend, um, we have a, a gentleman that works for us, Lupe, and um, he trimmed the shrubs and the rose bushes. Mm-hmm. And this weekend, he asked me, he said, they're starting to look, you know, all <laughs> stringy and a mess. And so he cut them back. Um, it all of a sudden made all the plants look shorter. 
Mm-hmm. Right? But it also made them look fuller. Mm-hmm. And then the overall picture was pleasing. Now, the first time he cut these back in the spring, I was like, they need to go way back, Lupe. We can't see out some of the windows. Mm-hmm. So when he cut those back, they looked like sticks. <laughs> but as the spring came in more fully and everything started filling out, they're beautiful. And they mm-hmm. wouldn't have looked that well. Mm-hmm if we hadn't have cut off the things that needed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when you're cutting back rose bushes, that means cutting off new blooms. That means cutting off flowers. Mm-hmm. And we're like, wait, 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 these are pretty. But to get, do what is best for the overall health of that plant, mm-hmm. it means cutting back. Yeah, I'm on this roots thing. So I, um, I'm picturing a season where maybe you're cutting back. Or maybe you're in a winter season where you see no growth at all. But I think what we need to remember is that just because you're not seeing something or it doesn't look like it's going to be a fruitful season, that the roots are still alive. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if the roots are not alive, then the plant is dead, dead completely. Um, because we do have seasons where it's winter and everything, things look like they're dying. Or they maybe they are. You know, and then, but the roots and everything is there. So in due season, Mm -hmm. when you keep your roots Mm -hmm. healthy, it comes back in due season. Mm -hmm. So all this goes back to (laughs) not trusting what we can see with our physical eyes. So true. But trusting what Mm. God is doing in the spirit realm, which is why having a relationship with him is so important so Mm -hmm. that we give him space to speak into um, not only the beautiful seasons where fruit is going everywhere, but we let him speak into those hard seasons Mm -hmm. and he can give us some direction and comfort us and encourage us. Um, He's not always going to explain why he's doing what he's doing. Mm -hmm. He may ask you to do something really hard and your first Mm. response may be why. Mm Yeah, and you may also have a thousand reasons why you shouldn't obey, and maybe mm. and he's he's not he's not going to give you the why. He's just going to ask yeah. you to obey. That reminds me so much of when he tells Timothy to be ready mm-hmm. in season and out of season. Yes, that is so cool. We have to be ready, mm-hmm. and we have to be willing to obey, even if it doesn't make sense, yeah. because he sees mm-hmm. in the spirit realm often what we can't see. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we develop our spiritual eyes and ears, um, we can trust that he's going to show us, mm-hmm. and he's going to lead us correctly. Okay, so how... I just told you, Colleen and I have talked about how... Mm-hmm. People can recognize your fruit, people around you. Mm -hmm. But how in the world, so there's more to just recognize. I mean, yes, we need to be concerned with the fruit that our life is, is, you know, producing. Mm -hmm. But we also have to be careful who we listen to, who we let speak into our lives, Mm -hmm. who has influence. Mm-hmm. Whose words do we give weight to in our own lives? Because just like she was saying with the Paul and the Apollos mm-hmm. thing, who planted and watered and all of this, mm-hmm. um, it's important that we're careful about who we let speak in. Mm-hmm. So in the scripture in Matthew twelve thirty three, and also in Matthew 7, 16 through 20, Jesus is talking about that we will know false teachers and false prophets Mm -hmm. by the fruit of their life. Mm -hmm. What 
kind of fruit? What are the things around them? What are the things that their life is producing? If their life is producing things of the spirit, Mm -hmm. love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, if those things are being produced and you can see them evident in their life, then you can know that the spirit is alive and well in them. Mm-hmm. because their life is producing those things. Mm-hmm. If their life is producing chaos, if their life is producing divisiveness and division, if their life is producing um, anger or unrest, then those are ways to know that that is not a tree that you want to partake mm-hmm. from, that you don't want to give that space. Because we have been promised in Scripture that there will be false teachers. There will be false prophets. And this isn't, oh, their theology doesn't connect with mine. No, 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 no. These are people that are actually teaching things Mm -hmm. that are contrary to who God is and who Jesus is. Mm -hmm. So John, the writer of the book of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and the writer of Revelation, he has some stuff to teach us in 1st John chapter 4 about recognizing um, fruit and recognizing um, what kind of spirit Mm -hmm. is happening in the spirit realm. So in Revelation, how the whole book of Revelation came to be is John was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it says at the beginning of Revelation. John was in the spirit. Okay, what does that mean? He was in the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. Obviously, based on all the things he saw, he did not see any of those things in the physical. I can promise you that. All of these things, the lampstands and and the, the son of man walking around, and then all the plagues and all the bowls of wrath and all of those things, he saw in the spirit realm. Now, I think it would be a fairly safe thing to say by how casually he mentioned this. Mm-hmm. It was Sunday, it was the Lord's Day, and I was in the spirit realm. He didn't have to explain himself. He spent a lot of time there. He has been exiled on the island of Patmos. I have been to the Isle of Patmos. It is not very big. <laughs> there's not a lot to do. Even now, there's not. There's a gift shop. I got an ornament there. But that's about <laughs> it. Like, I don't even think there was a restaurant on the place. And I assure you, there wasn't when he was there. So he's exiled. He doesn't have a lot to do. Probably not a whole lot of distractions, but what better way Mm -hmm. to spend his time than in relationship with Jesus and spending time in the spirit realm? Well, if you spend quite a bit of time in the spirit realm, you're going to encounter all kinds of spirits, Mm -hmm. okay? So our relationship with both God and Jesus take place primarily in the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. There are moments, sweet moments, that we actually see and fill him in the physical. Mm -hmm. And those are precious and priceless. But the bulk of our relationship with them happens in the spirit realm. So John, in 1 John chapter 4, wanted to make sure that as people were spending time in the spirit realm, that they were careful and that they were aware that every spirit that they encounter in the spirit realm isn't necessarily from God. Okay, so let's just start in 1 John chapter 4, verse 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, 
but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. Mm -hmm. Okay, why is that sentence in the middle of there? Because there there were prophets, there were people during his time and during ours that thought, hey, I'm getting a word from the Lord, calling it prophecy and speaking it out. But that word wasn't from God. Mm -hmm. It was from a demonic spirit, which caused their prophecy to be false. It caused what they were teaching and saying to be false. But here's the thing. They didn't know it. Mm -hmm. If they knew it wasn't God, they probably wouldn't have said it. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't have had to warn, hey, because if if you're looking for a demonic spirit in the spirit realm, guess what? You're going to find it. But because the enemy can come dressed as an angel of light, Mm -hmm. we have to know how to test the spirits and recognize when something isn't from God. Mm -hmm. So John gives us a way in verse two. Here we go. By this, you know the spirit of God. Okay. By this. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and is now in the world. Okay. Now, he then goes on to say, Little children, you are from God and you have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So we do not need to fear the demonic because he who is in us is greater than this antichrist that's already come into the world. Um, Verse 6, we are from God. Whoever knows God listens to us. Whoever is not from God does not listen. But this we know, that the spirit of truth, by this we know what is the spirit of truth? And what is the spirit of error? Okay, Mm -hmm. we're going to know them by what they can and cannot say. The demonic, we can't just say, do you believe in Jesus? Because we know from Scripture that Mm -hmm. even the demons believe in Jesus and tremble, right? right. Mm -hmm. But there are things for our protection and probably because of who they are that they cannot say. And one of these things is... Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. So if you are spending time in the spirit realm and you think that you are spending time with Jesus and it feels good or it feels off, you can always say, will you say that Jesus Christ came in the flesh and is from God? If the spirit can say that, then the spirit is from God. If they avoid saying that or say some other version of that, then it is not, and you can cast them away. Mm-hmm. So even just as we in the physical flesh can see fruit of someone's life, you can't see it. I mean, Colleen does not have apples and grapes and things like that and bananas growing out of her ears and arms. Mm-hmm. No, but, but it's a spiritually assessed thing. Well, the same is true in the spirit realm Mm -hmm. to recognize what kind of spirit you are encountering. It is important to know 
what it is that you're encountering so that we are not deceived. We have to be wise and aware of the strategies and the schemes of the enemy so that we do not catch ourselves listening to and being spoken to by something that is not from God. Mm -hmm. That is how false teaching and how false prophecy um, manifests itself is from listening. We think we're in the spirit realm listening to -hmm. God and it is absolutely not him. So there are times, um, Colleen has had an experience, there are yes. times that you see something in the spirit realm, you have no earthly idea what it is, and because we're new to the spirit realm, mm-hmm. um, we just assume, yeah. oh, surely that's from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, um, yeah, I totally had an experience where I was at an altar and there was this spiritual creature that was at my altar flying with me and it I described it as a bird that was an angel um and thank the lord that um I'm in community because when I told the story it was very evident that that was not angelic that it was demonic um so I think we have to be aware and be in community mhm You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Because when you're deceived by the very word deception, you just don't know. You don't know what you you don't know. know. And you're usually so close to the situation that you can't see. Mm -hmm. So it is so important to have people around you that can see. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to give you one other scripture, and it's Matthew 21, verse 43. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you. And given to people producing its fruit. Here he's talking to the Mm. Pharisees, and he's talking about seasons. Um, He's just given them a parable about, you know, the the tenants and how they were had killed the the servants and the son and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesus talks so often about the kingdom of God, but we have to know that there is a type of fruit that is produced within this kingdom. And that is the kind of fruit that we want our lives to produce. Mm-hmm. We want our lives to be so fully enmeshed, so fully mm-hmm. committed, so fully just immersed in the kingdom of God that our life produces mm-hmm. fruit that is in keeping with the kingdom of God. We That is what we want our lives to look like. Mm-hmm. So... How in the world do we get to that place? How do we produce fruit? Well, we should start with we don't. Mm -hmm. If we want to have fruit, that is kingdom fruit. That is eternal fruit. We don't do it ourselves. Mm -mm. We cannot make this happen. When we try to make this happen, when we try to do all the things ourselves, Jesus actually calls that um, whitewashed tombs. Mm -hmm. When we try to make this beautiful outside without letting him deal with the inside, Mm -hmm. we become whitewashed tombs. I think all of us would agree that is not how we want to be described. So instead of working on making the fruit of our lives pretty Mm -hmm. in our own strength. And I have taken and I have taught 
classes on the on the fruits of the spirit, right? And how do we grow in self-control and how do we grow in peace and how do we grow in patience and mm-hmm. and all the things? How do we grow in joy? Okay, guys, those aren't gifts. Um, they're not talents. They're called fruit for a reason because they are grown as the presence of the Spirit grows in us. Mm-hmm. We can't make them happen. We can't ask for God to just make them happen in our lives. They are things that are grown as a direct result of being in relationship with Jesus and with God through the presence of the Holy Spirit inside of us. Mm-hmm. So if we want to produce fruit that is in keeping with the Spirit, that is in keeping with the kingdom of God, we have to abide, also remain, mm-hmm. stay close to, be attached to Jesus. Mm-hmm. He is our vine and we are the branches. So John chapter 15 really gets into how in the world do we produce this kind of fruit? So starting at verse 1, this is Jesus talking. These are the red letters. I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. This is about those seasons, guys. Remember, he's going to water. He's going to prune. He's going to fertilize all the things. Verse 2, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it can bear more fruit. Okay. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Mm. Then he says, abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He's having to remind us, we are not the vine. We are not the ones producing this. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is a, he, it is he that bears much fruit. Because apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. So, when we abide in him and he abides in us, that's what our relationship looks like. That is us staying so connected to him that he is our everything. And mm-hmm. um, that verse, I can do all things through Christ mm-hmm. who gives me strength. That is about abiding in relationship with him. We have to be so close that it's his strength pouring through us. Mm-hmm. It's his words coming out of our mouths. It's his heart being grown inside of us. That is abiding. Mm -hmm. And a life that is that connected Mm -hmm. to Jesus, that remains that close, that Mm -hmm. abides, that is snuggled in close, doesn't have a choice. Mm -hmm. It is going to produce kingdom fruit. It just is going to... You can't help it. Mm -hmm. You can't stop it because it is an absolute given it is an absolute promise Mm -hmm. that our lives are going to produce good fruit Mm -hmm. as we stay close Mm -hmm. to the vine i think it's interesting that um the branch is dependent upon the vine Mm -hmm. and the vine sustains the branch yes so it's a it's a dependent relationship Mm -hmm. like we are dependent on him because the vine doesn't need the branch, but the branch needs the vine. For sure. Yeah. 
But it's so sweet that he chooses to produce the fruit in us. Mm-hmm. He lets us. Yes. Mm-hmm. He lets us be this branch that's connected to him. Mm-hmm. And he lets us even so much as almost take credit mm-hmm. for what he is actually fueling. Mm-hmm. So when you see someone super connected and you're thinking, oh, man, I could never. Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. You just have to be that connected. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember... Um, voluntelling, that's a very important word that's used often with me, <laughs> asking people to lead small group when I was leading ladies' Bible study. And, oh, I can't do it like you can. I can't do this. I can't do that. I don't know this. I don't know that. I'm not like, you know, whatever, all the reasons. And I would say to them, you don't understand. This is not me. This is God speaking through me. Like what you're seeing is all this wisdom and all this. Yeah, there's been some experience and there's been some time in. And yes, I know God's word. But when you ask me a question and something really eloquent and and maybe really smart comes popping out, it's God. There are so (laughs) many times that I go, huh. I just learned something as I said that because he is so sweet Mm -hmm. to give us just the right words. He's so sweet to give us the strength. There have been so many times that I've got up to teach. And before I got up there, I was in physical pain. But in his goodness Mm -hmm. and in his grace, as I hung on to him to get it done, he sees it all the way through. And the pain in that space no longer has any space because he has taken all the space. Um, So we never know Mm -hmm. what he wants to do through us until we snuggle up close Mm -hmm. and just join him in relationship and let him do his thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's been so many times in in where... We plant and we plant and we plant, and then we never, we do, maybe we don't see the fruit. And there are times when we don't get to see it, but oh my gosh, those times when you do, mm-hmm. you're like so thankful. Yes. Like, especially with like your kids, if you're a parent, like when you see that you were diligently um, holding an expectation on your child to do something that you knew would be good for them, and then all of a sudden you see the fruit of it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You see a good choice or a good behavior or um, mm-hmm. a politeness or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so sweet to see your fruit. Yes. And, you know, because sometimes we don't get to, but sometimes we do, and it's yes. so sweet. So just like Colleen showed, your fruit isn't just those fruits of the Spirit that is talked about in Galatians. Mm-hmm. Um there's all kind of kingdom fruit. There's all kinds of kingdom fruit. God shows up um, and lets us see all kinds of fruit mm-hmm. because he's just that good. Um, we're going to do listening for God next, um, and we're going to let him show us some things um, about the fruit of our lives because I do think it's important to let him speak into what kind of fruit our life is producing Um, so I am going to pray and then I'm going to let Colleen lead us in all of these questions. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this time with you today. Um, Lord, I pray that, um, as we come before you and we want to hear your voice and we want to see what you want us to see, Lord, I pray that in your grace and mercy that you will quiet Um, the voices in our head that you will help us to focus on you and what you want to say and what you want to show us. Lord, I pray that um, you will bless this time with your presence. Um, We just thank you for what you're going to do. 
An enemy in the name of Jesus, you have no space here. You and yours are bound and gagged, and they they may not speak. You may not speak. You may not interfere in what God wants to do in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for what you have for us. I thank you for what you're going to do. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, question number one. Ask God to show you the fruit of your day. Ask God to show you the fruit of your day. Okay. What do you show you, Deanna? I got I saw a platter mm-hmm. with um I guess it was grapes, but they were falling off the platter. I was like, oh no, is that a bad thing? They were falling off. Like there was some on, but there was a yeah. lot that was it was kind of like a plate that had been like overfilled a little bit and mm-hmm. stuff was falling off the sides. I was like, oh my goodness, is it bad that they're falling off? And he said, No, it's actually good that they're falling off because mm-hmm. that means that um, it's not all contained in you that it's it's actually getting overflowing. It's overflowing. Yeah, that's really so, great. So I actually saw something like grapes as well. I saw one cluster that was the grapes were there wasn't very many on it, but they were all big and ripe and ready. So ready to eat. that was good. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So question number two. Ask God to show you the fruit of this season. Okay. You got it? Mm-hmm. What do you show you? So I have the platter again. And like, from looking at it... Because I'm sitting at the throne with him Mm -hmm. and looking at the platter just kind of suspended there. It's like all this pretty fruit. But if if I kind of make my head like look, Mm -hmm. um, there's some fruit in the back that it's almost like it's not getting some sunshine. Mm -hmm. Like there's some space that um, they look more brown and withered. Like, oh, no, they need water. They need (laughs) sunshine. They need need space to grow. It's like they're getting... Um, neglected. Yeah. So okay. I have some neglected space. Okay. So I have, um, so I saw, this time I actually saw the vine and mm. I saw good fruit on there and I saw, I saw bad fruit as well. Mm. Um, and he showed me the cutting away of the bad fruit. Mm. So for this season, he's been pruning off some like sin or mm. some, yeah. Oof. Okay. I know. <laughs> Okay, question number three. What fruit in your life does God want to shine his light on? What fruit in your life does God want to shine his light on? Okay. You got something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, it was like a spotlight on that fruit that needed some attention. Um, and it wasn't something that he was going to prune. It's like, I need to let him into that space. And so mm-hmm. that was where he was shining light. And I was like, well, are you going to tell me what it is? And it's family. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't necessarily, some of the faces that I got, it's not necessarily immediate family. Mm-hmm. It's just family. Yeah. So I got, um, he told me, salty fruit. Mm. I know, which was really nice. That so is nice. Probably a place in my life at the moment where I am maybe That's bearing awesome. the most fruit. Yeah. Okay, question number four. What is one thing God wants to prune? Oh, I hate this question. Mm-hmm. I don't like this one either. <laughs> okay, so God told me... He wants to prune my expectations of other people. He told me expectations. Did he really? He said, I want to prune your expectations and your definitions. Yeah, he told me my expectations of others. I don't know if it's, I don't know that mine is my expectations of others Mm -hmm. as much as it is of him. Mm, He wants to prune other people. No, just my expectations of God. Oh. And my definitions of what I think he should and shouldn't be doing. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, question number five. What fruit is God growing in you right now? What fruit is God growing in you right now? Hmm. What do you tell you? Wisdom. I got love. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, that would be expectations. Yeah. All over it. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, you want me to pray? Yeah. We're okay. going to pray us out, guys, and we're, we're done. Thanks for joining us today. Lord, thank you so much for who you are, and oh my goodness, Lord, for your word. Thank you for being a God who speaks. I pray that um, as each person has heard your words today, Lord, that it falls on a soil that is ready and ripe. Um, We love you. We honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. See y'all next time.